Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Arik is an astrologician, which describes the synthesis of astrologer and natural healer. As healer, he coined practices and teaches central medicine. As an astrologer, he opened the Dash University, which offers a transformative journey through the astrological archetypes. In a full-time consulting practice, he combines both in his unique approach. In addition to his individual reading sessions and teaching astrology, he hosts international retreats and in-depth one-on-one programs for those committed to transformation. And I understand that Arik works with you and other filmmakers, Carol. Exactly, Claire. He's an excellent astrologer, and his training as a natural healer makes his work most beneficial. So thanks for joining us, Arik. Good morning. I'm happy to be here. Good. We're going to have a lot of fun today. What we want to do is start out with how best to use the current information in astrology to benefit each sign. So we'll cover the 12 signs, and then we can talk about how to get the most use of your time. And let's learn about void, of course, moons and Mercury retrograde periods, and basically how to use astrology to benefit you for filmmakers. So let's get started with Aries. What's happening with Aries as of spring 2020? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, First of all, spring is a really good time to set seeds for intentions and get getting the ball rolling. So that begins on March 20th uh, when the springtime begins. And uh, just before we jump into the Aries, because astrology can be used for businesses, you know, because it's about timing. And so I want to just go over each of the signs and kind of like indicate what is the strongest um characteristics and traits to adopt, and also some of the challenges that can occur also. So like you said, Carol, Aries, you know, it's, it's really interesting because the, the weight that has been keeping Aries slower than usual last year is being lifted up uh, starting in spring because Aries is ruled by the planet Mars, and the planet Mars is picking up speed throughout 2020. So last year it was moving very slow and it was asking a lot of people, you know, a lot of Aries people, you know, to slow down, kind of reevaluate things and not be so impulsive. So during spring, you're going to be very. (laughs) That's hard to do because I know I have a lot of friends that are Aries and I love them because they get things done. But to slow an Aries down is almost impossible. Oh, well, this. Starting spring, things are really picking up quickly. So there's a lot of focus on work and how you can advance forward. Now, it's interesting because for Aries, some cherished belief systems, they need to go. So it's kind of like old news. 
So it's really about stepping into the new world, really figuring out how to work in it. So there's a lot of focus on the self and, and going after things that you really desire. So in terms of money and career, you know, rather than being, Aries tends to be a bit childish, it's the baby of the zodiac. So rather than being child, <laughs> rather than being childish with your money, um, you can treat your money as a child. You know, really love it and give it freedom, and it will grow into something beautiful. It'll grow into something productive. So also, Chiron is the is the archetype of the healer. Okay, it's transiting through your sign of Aries. For a while, so it's also a lot about healing, really listening to all the messages, listening to your feelings, you know, your gut instincts, Aries. So just listen to them. Here's the trick, though. You need to listen to them without reacting. It doesn't mean you need to necessarily do what you're listening to, but you just need to take it in. And my advice, my final advice for Aries for spring, so these three months um, and from March 20th to June 20th is to look for money in unexpected places and to go over contracts with care, like going over every single clause, every single detail, really looking at it before you sign and get involved with another party or, you know, you're hiring somebody, just really look over the contracts with as much care as possible. Definitely, because we'll soon be into Mercury retrograde and that's when you really have to be careful Oh yeah, right. we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about that because the Mercury retrograde, uh, you know, very interesting. Uh, because Mercury that will start on February 17th, so very soon, and Mercury retrograde affects, you know, your focus, your communication. So yeah, definitely, you're gonna want to get everything done as much as possible in terms of contracts before February 17th, and then after March 10th, you can go ahead and. Uh, you know, make those signatures and uh, review any kind of edits that you've made during the Mercury retrograde. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, good. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, um, there's Venus is in in Aries now, right? That's how. That's right. Yes, but in spring, actually, Venus is going to be in Taurus, which is the next sign. So good. Venus Venus rules over Taurus, and this is really great for money. Because Taurus really loves money, and Venus just <laughs> loves, yeah, Taurus, <laughs> Venus loves being in Taurus. So Taurus really experiences life uh, through its senses, through sights and smells and touch, more than any other sign. It's a very sensual sign. So Venus is making an interesting aspect to Neptune, which is the planet of imagination. It's also the planet of the filmmaker. So this is really the season, the spring season, where all the Tauruses out there can really see the fruits of your labors. Because Taurus has a huge capacity for imagination and seeing things in a new light, as long as they're not afraid to take risks, right, and really yes. push themselves forward and really make the changes. There can be like uh, revelations coming through, actions that, that are becoming more clear that they need to take. See, now, the wow. thing is that, yeah, the thing is with Taurus is that they have really strong endurance. They can endure anything. They can sustain pretty much anything, but they tend to get content with being stuck or not moving anywhere. So 
really imagine building a system, okay, all the Tauruses out there, that you need to accomplish your goals. So it's about putting yourself first less and less, right? Loving yourself, kind of like not being in love with yourself so much, but really reaching out to others. So money, again, is the um, ruled by Venus, will be found by communicating with others throughout the spring season, uh, sharing your story, but only as it pertains to inspiring others and helping others. So this is going to be very beneficial for all the Tauruses out there because as they're communicating their story, it's, it's inspiring people. And then maybe people want to invest. Maybe people want to fund. It's, or people, like, they, they just they want to follow that. They want to listen to that. Tauruses can be very good storytellers at times, too. So oh, there's a lot so of talented. Oh, yeah, yeah. When I ran my people. business, I, found, I always hired Taurus for sales. Usually they, had, they were writers, actresses, uh, co- costume designers. They always mm-hmm. were in the business because I was right in Hollywood. But they uh, had to work a full-time job. So I put them in sales, and they always excelled. Uh, and then when they did get an opportunity to go out for an interview or an audition, they took a day or two here and there, and it worked. It was a great thing for me. I really appreciate yeah, Taurus and yeah. their dedication. And then, of course, uh, Uranus is in there too, so that that's sudden unexpected stuff going on, right? Oh, that can yeah, help. yeah. These are, these are long-term transits, absolutely. So it's really asking Taurus to think with more innovation and it's changing things up, which can sometimes be a little bit difficult for tourists because, you know, change is not the most welcome thing, but it's something that, you know, we all have to go through. But thankfully, a tourist has that endurance. And it's really interesting because one thing with the tourists is that usually they have these voices that just you cannot resist. And it's like, yes. you know, they, they can really just convince you to buy anything. You know, oh, I don't need another refrigerator, <laughs> but it just sounds amazing. <laughs> The way you explain it. <laughs> it <laughs> so is it's really like wonderful. Ta- tapping into that charm and tapping into that experience with the spring season. Again, because when you think of spring, you think of, you know, planting seeds and then they're kind of, you know, coming into bloom. And so it's a really, it's a high energy time, you know, to put your focus on that. Mm-hmm. Good. Thank you. And then, and then we have Gemini. So very interesting. Something for the Geminis is pulling you forward in these three months in spring. So there's a lot of kind of like pulling you forward. Uh, the Geminis during this time are all about moving forward, but having fun while you're doing it. Okay. And the commitment that you bring into your work, the more fun, like as much commitment as you bring in will determine how much fun you're going to have. So if you're getting bored, that's a warning sign that, you know, you, you, you've lost a little bit of the commitment. So these months are really great for setting intentions without any doubt, without any confusion. And you should also let go of any old or stale connections because when you do that, it's going to make room for new ones to enter into your reality. So it's about seeking balance and really bringing some depth into what you're learning. So the Geminis will also need to 
kind of knock on doors and shake up trees to get a response. And then once they get the response to really commit to it, because sometimes Gemini can be a little bit distracted, like, oh, this looks nice and that looks nice. Because like we said earlier, Mercury, which rules over the sign Gemini, will be in retrograde from February 17th into March 10th. And, the, and it's going to start in the sign Pisces, which we'll get to later. So it's really about choosing clarity committing to your tribe and the team that you've surrounded yourself with or building your team and then really committing to it, dedicating yourself to what it is that you want because this spring season for Gemini is a really great time for networking, building connections, like new connections that are going to push your career forward. Great, because they're such great storytellers, they're good writers, they're good communicators. Um, one, one of the women that helped me start my film business was a Gemini, and she would say, I'm doing my sales calls and I'm bored. Give me a mailing. Give me something to do with my hands. I can't stand <laughs> bored easily. And, and we would pile the work on her, and she'd just come flying out of that office. She couldn't, you couldn't believe what she could do in a day. It was amazing. Oh, yeah, they're definitely in their element when they're multitasking, that's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, how about cancers? Cancers. So spring, the, the season of spring really wants you to step outside of the box. So it's time to build upon your desires because cancers, they use their emotions to move. They use their emotions to take action. And there's a lot of it going on in spring. Now, the intentions that... Cancer sets will have so much strength and they will have the desires to really give them the fuel they need to get going. Now, just uh, just want to say to stay away from emotions like depression or sadness and to know that happiness is a choice and that we're always attracting what it is that we choose to feel. Now, it's okay to cry for a minute and just kind of release things, but not to dwell in it like in a state of sadness. So this is for cancer, uh, also a season of building, trusting in your feelings about how to take the next step forward. Cancers really care the most out of all the signs. So you can really intuit what to do and when you need to do it. The money is looking good as long as you're growing and pushing yourself outside of the box. My advice is to not be afraid and get down and do the work, do the dirty work that needs to be done because service is everything during this season. And it's about accepting changes regarding the people who are working with you. And at the end of spring, we're having that eclipse in cancer. So all of this is really powerful buildup because right uh, when summer begins, in June, we're going to have that eclipse in their sign. So the preparation is very important before that powerful uh, new moon eclipse. That puts a spotlight on on uh, that sign, doesn't it? Or oh, yeah. it puts a spotlight on the house that it falls into. But that means that cancer uh, will uh, be, I think, rewarded sometimes for their efforts. Is that possible? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just they have to really focus on choosing positive feelings so that they know what the next step forward is. Yes. 
Okay. Oh, nurturing is the key word for them. They are so wonderful as friends. You couldn't beat a cancer friend. It's always there for you. Oh, and cancers make great CEOs because they care about the company. They care about the people who are working with them. So this is a really powerful uh, quality to have as well. Yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. it is. And then we're at Leo, a great fire sign. A lot oh, of yes. actors Leo. and actresses are Leos. Oh, yeah. Leo loves to be in the center of attention. It's really hard to find a shy Leo. And, yes, they have a lot of fiery, passionate energy. And everything is really falling into place for you, Leo, if you have uh, – I'm sorry. And you have a lot of freedom in this spring season to really express yourself. Leos love to express themselves. That's why they tend to be actors and they tend to be in front of the camera. And – they can really get their vision out into the world as they see it, especially during the spring. So my advice for Leo is to really appreciate money, and money will invite itself into your reality. Now, some of the things that Leo uh, needs to work on is, for example, to practice asking for help from others. Because sometimes the Leo thinks it, it's like a super uh, superhuman, and it can just do everything. So even if it is a little bit uncomfortable for you, ask people for help because when we're all working together, then something greater comes of it. So it's a really good spring uh, season for money and attracting it in innovative ways and executing your plans. And you have a lot of strong imagination, which you can then convert into some kind of really eloquent expression and being brave and inspiring and leading others on your path. Yeah, they are brave. They will step out and uh, solve things or stand up for people. They're very good, uh, as always. Leos yeah. are just lovely people, aren't they? Yes, absolutely. And so Virgo is next, and Virgos make really good editors. <laughs> they, so oh, really? Indeed, oh, they, they have a very strong uh, eye for detail, And they're really good at seeing what needs to be corrected. And also ruled by Mercury. So they will be very much affected by the Mercury retrograde because it's actually in opposition to their sign in Pisces. But at these next three months during spring for Virgo, it's all about relationships, one-on-one relationships and consultations and people that you get advice from, people that you go to for advice and that you give advice to. So even though you may be working with people who seem totally off the spectrum during spring, it's perfect for you. Don't wonder or worry about how you're dealing or working with this person that you really don't understand because Mercury will be retrograde. Don't take the misunderstandings personal. And also, during Mercury retrograde for everybody is that get it in writing. Really make sure that everything is as crystal clear as possible. Like I said, it's not a time to take any misunderstandings personally. Uh, The money themes for Virgo are healing. So it's about being a pioneer with your investments, really looking into the details, approaching everything that you're doing, everything, as if it's an investment. It's an investment of your time. It's an investment of your energy. It's an investment of your money. It's an investment of your attention. And I also want to mention that, like I said earlier, because there is such an emphasis on relationships, to not be so critical of the people 
who are advising you or not be critical of the advice that is being given to you. Really sit on it, let it sink in, and then see where it fits into what it is that you're working on in the moment. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Thank you so much. They are great editors, and they're really good at detail. I totally oh, agree. It's yeah. terrific to have a Virgo on your team. Oh, um, yeah. Absolutely. How about uh, Libras? Yeah, Libra. So this is this spring season for Libra is a really good time for manifestation, also hard work, being of service. So you'll find with Libra that you will – the people that you're looking for, you will find them. As long as you're really prepared for the real life, uh, not looking for like the ideal person, but really seeing like, okay, how can this person best help? How can this best person balance the situation? Because Libras, they need to be very careful that they know what they want rather than being confused with others and what they want. So it's really about being of service throughout the spring season, attracting people on that wavelength that, that want to bring, because Libras want to bring beauty into the world. They want to bring balance. So it's really being clear about what you want, writing it down, and really having the, the, the independence and the, the bravery to go after it and to, to work together to be able to find the best harmonious situation because Libras thrive in harmony and it, when you're creating this harmony, then beauty and artistic visions can all see the light of day because Libras are many times artists because they have such an eye for, for beauty and how to express it and, and deliver it for others to appreciate as well. Exactly. Surely the, the lady I work so closely with is a Libra. And mm-hmm. the m- biggest thing is if we we stay in balance. When we know Mercury retrograde is coming, we promise each other that we will, if we misunderstand each other, we will not get upset. We will not take it personally. We won't get into any kind of a disagreement. Everything will stay harmonious, but we're going to write everything down to each other. Even though we work very close, we physically say, I need you to, and put it in writing. And then we have a clarity working, but we, you know, we still go through technical problems. But we know the the communication can be a problem with the Libra. I mean, I just don't want her to get upset over something that that's the key with Libras is to have them happy, keep them happy. Oh yeah. And oh my God, what fun they are because they have a great sense of humor. Libras have, uh, or they've got that Gemini sense of humor going. Well, they're both air signs, and and Libras are most happy when the people around them are happy. (laughs) Right. Yeah, so that's really good advice about the Mercury retrograde. Just no matter what's going on, you know, know that it's something else, and in about three weeks or two weeks or however (laughs) far along we're in it, it's going to... Uh, ease up a little bit. And also, I want to mention that with Mercury retrograde, that a lot of times the devices can go haywire. So apps crashing or or batteries draining or computers not sending emails or all kinds of things can go crazy. So patience is required and also meditation. Uh, I offer guided meditations to help people 
overcome these effects. And of course, there are all kinds of things you can do, but really the awareness of what's going on is really important because if you're getting frustrated and annoyed, that's not the best state of mind to be in. But knowing what's going on and having patience will help it not be so chaotic. That's why I like astrology because it's whatever's happening down here, I feel is a reflection of what's happening out there. And if you know the astrology, you can blame it on Mercury or blame it on Saturn. You you have an understanding of why things are not working. Uh, And I think that helps. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you want, you know, when you have the context, when you understand what's going on, because the Mercury retrograde, it really wants us to put our focus because Mercury is the planet of focus. It wants us to put our focus on ourselves and to really look at within and not so much external but internal. And it's not necessarily always a bad thing because some people are born with Mercury retrograde because we we are doing uh, just general uh, you know general signs for the spring season. But everybody has a birth chart, and some people who have are born with Mercury retrograde, they can see things in a way that other people can't. So it, it, the Mercury retrograde is very reflective part, it's a reflective part of introspection that when we align with that and when we really go with that, then it can be smooth sailing with, throughout the Mercury retrograde. But when we resist it, then there's all kinds of chaotic haywire stuff going on that says, hey, you know what, you need to look inside and not look outside. <laughs> Whoa. Well, tell us how we can reach you because uh, meditations that you were talking about are very important for filmmakers. Oh, yes, absolutely. Because meditation can inspire you. You know, you can really see things from your point of view and then share that with people, which is what you want to do through the lens, right? So uh, yes. I, I'm on social media, um, Alexander, um, Instagram, Twitter. Also, my site, um, rxander.com. You can contact me there and you know, see my events that are going on. I have uh, monthly meditations with the moons, and also we're going to be doing some Mercury retrograde meditations at a place in Hollywood called Liberate Hollywood, which is actually an old sound recording studio. And it's very interesting. It has really good energy. And I also offer all of these online as virtual rituals so people can do them from anywhere they want while they're traveling or the comfort of their own home. And I go over what's going on astrologically and then I put every, like I do, I lead a guided meditation to help really optimize the time because really astrology is just about timing and really seeing what is optimal and what is not so optimal. So I always use the example of like with, uh, if you want to cash like a really big check, you need to go to the bank, but you need to go when the bank is open. You're not going to go when the bank is closed. So you have this really big check, which is like our potential, and we want to cash it in at the right time. We, otherwise, we're going to be standing outside in the cold. Or exactly. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very it's really, usual. <laughs> oh yeah, it's really about the timing. So you want to cash in when the when the universe is open. So it's about setting the intentions at the right time and also removing obstacles at the right time and being introspective at the right time, because you don't always want to be introspective, but the Mercury retrograde is like, let's really look in. And then when it's direct, uh, then we can go out and really take what we've learned, 
you can think of it like an editing period, like the Mercury retrograde is like you're editing everything. And then when it's direct, now you've published it. Now you are really promoting it. And now you're marketing it and, and you're pushing it out. So it's, it's, you know, it's just the science of time. It's, it's not really like hocus or pocus or anything, but just seeing that cosmic timing, seeing that cosmic weather. Like I'm not, I see it snowing outside. I'm not going to wear flip flops. I mean, I can't, but I'm going to, I'm going to freeze. <laughs> right. All right. Well, no, wait, right. I just want to get I, this I spelling. To, uh, yes, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I was going to ask was the spelling of your name so that people can look you up on your website and on your social yeah. media. Yeah. So it's A R I K. First name, last name is Xander. X A N D E R, and so these are my X like like, Xerox. X like like X-ray. Yeah. Yeah. X like Mm X-ray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Xerox. Yes. Okay. So yeah, that's my user handle and that's my site, and you can find me there. You can also uh, DM me or send me a chat. Okay, let's let's proceed with Scorpio because there's a lot going yes. on with Scorpio. Scorpios okay. are intense, very passionate. It's a water sign. Throughout the spring season, uh, it's going to really reward you if you can really identify fears in regards to people, groups, and organizations. Because sometimes Scorpios they like to control things. So when they're with groups and organizations, it sometimes they're a little bit out of they're feeling a little bit out of water. But you need to understand, Scorpio, spring is teaching you that the more people you have involved, the more collaboration that you're doing, the more transformation that you can bring to the table. So it's really about using that passion, using that intensity, using that strong mind to manifest, to get funding, to expose yourself, and to share your story. Now, here's something very interesting, Carol, is that Pluto is the ruler of Scorpio, and on April 25th, Pluto is going to go retrograde. So, like oh, we said, with Mercury, yeah, like Mercury retrograde, Pluto retrograde. So it's asking all of us, but especially Scorpio. So not just introspection in a lighthearted way, but really digging deep, really looking inside to find the answers that you've been looking for, because all the answers are within us. We just need to find them. So. All the attachments, they're going to be a little bit challenged because Pluto wants us to really be connected to, you know, our essential self, to source, so that you can really manifest, really bring transformation, which is what Scorpio is all about. So it's a, it's a really powerful time for transforming any kind of situation into something new. And Scorpios, they love to do that. They love to be like catalysts of transformation. So it's a, it's a really strong, powerful time to do just that, especially when you're working on your projects and with careers, maybe changing a brand or an identity or whatever is going on. The Scorpio is going to do it. Yes. My mother was a Scorpio, and she was so nurturing and caring and, uh, and had a great understanding of creativity and and moving forward with your life it was always about just keep making lemonade she would say to me <laughs> which oh, is when the really world gives one. you lemons keep making lemonade carol just keep moving and that worked oh, it was helpful that is that is absolutely scorpio and what's also so interesting about that is that 
Scorpio, every sign rules over a different plant or a different essential oil, which is something that I work with. And Scorpio rules over lemon. Oh, so that's this funny. Is, that's a really nice example that you give because that's what they do. They take lemons and they do make lemonade out of it. And it's a really good lemonade. <laughs> Transformation. <laughs> right. Transformation. Okay. So the next sign is Sagittarius. And Sagittarius is doing a lot of behind-the-scenes work in the spring season. At the same time, you can really push yourself forward and work with others. Now, behind the scenes also means in the, the spiritual realm, really understanding what you're interested in, getting into meditation, seeing where you stand with that so that you can expand spiritually for the next three months. Because Sagittarius, you really want to work hard. Jupiter is in Capricorn. Jupiter is your ruler. It's in Capricorn. It really wants you to be like reaching the top, really walking the the walk. And you can really reach your destination by doing the following. So accepting frameworks, understanding what the rules are, knowing that hard work is really required to see the results, like not being lazy, not even a little bit. So there's a lot of continuity is a huge focus throughout the spring season. And I also have to say that you're a bit of a lucky charm for others. So just being on teams with people, being behind the scenes, like you're going to bring a lot of luck and blessings because Jupiter is the planet of expansion of luck and, and, and these blessings. So the, the more that you can just stop knowing everything and really <laughs> open yourself up to learning, you're going to bring a lot of luck for the people around you throughout the spring season. So again, remember spring is from March 20th until June right. 20th. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's oh, that's, nice. gonna, that's great. That's good news for Sagittarius with the Jupiter and Capricorn. Great. Yeah. And then speaking of Capricorn on, on March 21st, okay, Saturn, the, the ruler of Capricorn, right? So Jupiter is like the, is like the, is like the happy teacher and Saturn is kind of the like good cop, bad cop. Saturn is like, <laughs> the bad, yeah, Saturn is like the bad cop. But if you can pass the, the test of Saturn, Saturn will reward you. And Saturn rules over Capricorn and it is in Capricorn, but on March 21st, write it down. These are really important dates. Saturn is going to enter into Aquarius. And this is the first time since 1994 Okay, because Saturn is a slow moving planet and this is going to have huge shifts in the collective. Now, it might be a little bit uncomfortable for you at first, Capricorn, but you will see that everyone else is going to lighten up a little bit because once Saturn moves out of Capricorn, it's going to make it a little bit lighter for the rest of us. And that's going to make it easier for you because everyone else is going to be lighter. So this springtime is really about opening up to others so that they know how they can help you with your goals because Capricorn is very ambitious, very work. You know, Capricorns, they make lists and they check them off. And if their lists are not checked off by the end of the day, they feel like they've done nothing, even if they've conquered <laughs> the world. Okay? That's right. So, yes. <laughs> so when, it, when Saturn is shifting into Aquarius, we are going to really be asked especially the Capricorns and especially also the Aquariuses, which we're going to get into, 
to syndicate, really push out what you've been working on for the past two and a half years. So really go through your calendars, go through your journals, see what have you been working on for the past two and a half years, and now it's time to push it out. So Capricorn, in order to activate these gifts, it's about being honest about what you want, to not manipulate others, because Jupiter is in Capricorn, like we said earlier, it's expanding your ability to really understand what's going on behind the scenes, what people want, and then being able to choose for yourself where you want to move. Wonderful. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. My daughter's a Capricorn. She's going to love this. Thank you so oh, much. Yeah, my pleasure. And, and we can go right into Aquarius because, like I said, Saturn is moving into Aquarius. And Aquarius, during this, these three months of spring, you have a lot of energy this season. And your talents are being activated. There's a lot of talents and abilities like where potential is moving into actual. Career is the highlighted majority. There's a lot of 10th house activity going on. So in order to be a good leader, because 10th house is that public persona, it's also asking you to step into positions of leadership, you need to be able to receive from others in the professional realm. Now, we've all probably heard that we are in what's called the age of Aquarius, which means knowledge is spreading unlike ever before. I mean, we have everything in our pockets. All we have to do is pull out our phone and Google it, and we have the information. So that's the age of Aquarius. Now, throughout this season, Aquarius, you're going to learn that the more that you're committing to your projects, the more that you commit to your career or any little niche that you're working on, the higher the chances are that you're going to be able to attract funding, support. Uh, People just are going to want to help you, but you need to be able to receive that help and ask for that help as well. Now, Saturn is going, like I said, it's going to move into Aquarius on March 21st, which is like, remember, Saturn is the auditor of the Zodiac. So it's really time to show up, see where you stand with, you know, your list and the things that you need to do. And there's a lot of powerful support from the cosmos to manifest because Saturn is that planet of manifestation. And can can I ask you a question here? Because I, I've been told that uh, Saturn sometimes is a taskmaster. It sets things that you, uh, depending on what the house is, it tells you you're going to have to clean up this area of your life, whatever that is. But when it moves to the next house, it often rewards you for yes. a job well done. So in other words, the Capricorns, if they have done uh, a cleanup or an organization in that area of their life, <clears throat> they should be rewarded. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like that, that check will be cashed because it's, you know, Saturn <laughs> is, Saturn's really checking to see, like, where do you stand with your karmic task list? Because, you know, we're here to really clean up things. And like you said, depending and the, the positions of the planets just tell us, where we need to focus on the cleanup. And when you focus on one area, and that's what I do in chart readings, because then you would get very specific because I cannot see just by, you know, casting general chart signs what's going on specifically for each person because there's no cookie-cut program. Like, it's a very specific case-by-case, and that's the benefit of having your chart read, 
for your business or for yourself. But you can see what are the tasks that Saturn, in this case, wants you to work on, and then what will the rewards be? So it's kind of like saying, this is what I need to do, and this is what I will get. And it's just, you know, that's just the law of cause and effect. <laughs> right, right. But I love it when you get an, a reward because I was working with someone <clears throat> who had been under Saturn for two and a half years, and I kept saying, you know, you can get through this, get through this. And now I said, expect a reward. What does that mean? I said, I don't know. But just if something wonderful happens, thanks Saturn, because it, they're telling you you've done a good job. You passed that test. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm sure she did get the reward because there she is did. a structure. That, yes, absolutely. There's a structure. Things are not necessarily random because, you know, random is just when things are kind of chaotic and we are, again, not aware of what's going on. And, and that's how I teach and that's how I do my astrology is that we want to become aware of it, but we always have the free will to change it and to just know. Like, again, with the, the bank or the weather, we're not going to go outside in a snowstorm and flip-flop. We're going to put on our snow boots or we're going to stay inside and, do, and, and optimize our time and organizing our business and our work into something that's more productive so that we're not standing out in the cold. Exactly. Okay. This is what, what the benefits are. It's great. Oh, yes, absolutely. So the last sign is Pisces. And so Pisces, if you are, during the spring season, if you're really aware of all the resources you have at your disposal, then now is the season to share them with others and help them grow. Now, there's a saying that people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And Pisces, you're really seeing that now. Now, of course, you really, you really want to care and you really want to help others, but it's really important that you set boundaries because Pisces, they're very empathic. They tend to become the other people, like they fall into the other people and then they lose sense of who they are. So in order to avoid that, setting the boundaries, especially the professional boundaries, will help activate your immense power of imagination because this is a really powerful season where you're going to be able to increase your desire for more and figure out a way to express yourself in a way so that the universe is going to fulfill your orders. So you have an order, you're going to place it, and it's going to be fulfilled. So innovative ways, new ways to tell stories, attract money, because the more that you're able to focus on yourself and who you are, the better, that, the better you can express all that spiritual magic, which is a major ingredient to manifestation. Wow. The, yeah. uh, we have a lot of Pisces in the film industry okay. because of their imagination. I mean, they are really good at that. Oh, yeah. It makes sense because the ruler of Pisces is Neptune, and Neptune is the archetype of the filmmaker. So that makes absolute yes. sense because they really have a way of seeing things in a new way, and then they want to share that with others. So it's really like becoming the art and then sharing that art with others so that they can enjoy it and inspire them and perhaps change their point of view as well. Becoming mm -hmm. the art. That is brilliant. Well said. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. thank you. That's excellent. Um, 
<clears throat> so and and so Mercury goes retrograde in Pisces. That's right. What does that mean? That uh, oh. since that's a water sign, does that make it where you not sure what people mean, or is that? Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. So like we like we've been talking about, and I was just going to say because Mercury is going retrograde in Pisces, and it's going to go all the way back into Aquarius, so it's it's crossing two signs, and because the Mercury retrograde really affects our focus and communication, really keep it together as much as you can really looking inside, meditating, getting focused, and also on the outer level, double-check your travel plans, double-check your contracts, double-check your negotiations. It's a time for editing, editing yourself, editing your work. I would suggest avoid beginning or signing or making any kind of really big purchases during the Mercury retrograde if you can. If you can, avoid it. Uh, then you can't. Then that would be optimal. Now, if you're already working on something, you can continue working on it throughout Mercury retrograde because that's not beginning a new project. I'm talking like you know incorporating or beginning something new or or hiring somebody new. Um, unless you want that unique point of view and you can handle it, again, we would have to go chart by chart uh, for each individual or each business because businesses also have charts. But also, interesting fact is that Mercury is going retrograde three times this year, and it's all beginning in water signs. So all of the water is kind of like flowing backwards, like or you can think of like a salmon that's flowing upstream. <laughs> so it's it's really it's time to open the mind, especially because the Pisces can really get into the more spiritual understanding, the invisible parts of reality going against the emotional flow and it's going to be a, it's going to be a good time uh the more that we have awareness about what's going on with the mercury retrograde in pisces absolutely mm -hmm. wonderful well let's talk a minute about uh void of course because oh yes when i first heard of that um uh, i didn't believe it and i refused to pay any attention so i my friend mm -hmm. was uh, an astrologer and she said no uh, uh, to prove it to you just go on with your life and um mark your calendar with when it is void but don't you don't um pay any attention just do the normal thing have your appointments hire people do whatever and let's see what happens and you'll mm -hmm. find out for yourself so um, I was dealing with Agfa Gewert, a big company in Europe. I was one of their biggest clients in America. So we were working on a very big deal. I was going to make a huge purchase from them. And so the vice president flew out from New York, and the a whole crew from L.A. came to my office, about eight of us there. And we all talked about something, and everybody left saying, I will be back to you. I will. Uh, this is what I'm going to do because we were putting this deal together. And I never heard from anyone. I had to chase them all up and say, what's happening? Oh, well, this changed or that changed or this guy's not even working here anymore. And that was a void, of course, meeting. Uh, so that got my attention because that was really an important meeting for me, and it fell through the cracks. It was as if it never happened. And uh, that's what I found was often the case. So I turned Void of Course into... Uh, going to a movie, doing the house cleaning, yes. <laughs> cooking, Absolutely. anything I had to do over again. And my 
to-do list went from several pages down to a few items. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I mean, Void, of course, is a more advanced, uh, um, you know, phenomena in astrology, but it's really important. And I can totally see this becoming more and more popular and trending because we have the full moon. We have the new moons. And again, I offer uh, virtual ritual meditations to help with that. And then they also help with the void of course situation. So for anybody out there who's listening, void of course basically means when the moon is not applying within orb or it's not apply, it's not making any aspects to any other planets and it's just kind of by itself. And you have to you have to realize that the moon is the fastest body in out of all the planets and all the bodies in astrology. So when it's moving so fast there are times when it's going to lose track or it's going to run into the void. You know, you have to understand like void, of course, means like you're going into the void. So when the moon's not making any aspects, a few things happen. First of all, your own moon sign. So we have a sun sign and we have a moon sign. Your moon sign is very much highlighted and your moon is really this internal energy of who you are. So when the moon is going into the void, as I call it, the void, of course, it's, there's nothing really to reflect other than with yourself. It's a low energy time and a really good way to spend your time, like you said, Carol, is to, you know, do the laundry, clean the house, go to a movie, you know, do something else because it can last a couple minutes or it could be several hours. Now, uh, a, a way to figure this out, so you're probably wondering, like, well, how can I know this? There are apps that you can download. You can also just Google uh, void of course, like moon void of course table, and you can see and schedule and plan around these void of course moments because it's a really kind of like this lull, this like low energy time where we can get off track if we're trying to push somewhere. Again, like with the, with the check, like we don't want to push into something that is not available to us. And it doesn't last that long, but when we act outside of it, then our efforts, they will see more fruition than if you know, we're trying to push during um, a void, of course, which also can, in many cases, people get low energy where they just get tired all of a sudden, like, you know, kind of like that four o'clock lull that people feel. That's the, the cosmic version of that is the moon void, of course, energy. So just, again, knowing that it's going on can bring a lot of peace of mind and then you can do other things. I think going to see a movie is a really good idea, by the way. <laughs> yes. It's a wonderful way to spend the time. Yes. Oh absolutely. My goodness. Well, this has been so enlightening. So in general, you find that understanding and using astrology is timing. It's all about timing, right? Yes. It's all about timing and our free will and, knowing where to put our, our actions. Because the thing that I do is that I bring healing also through the chart. And as, as the astrological archetypes are also, you know, manifesting somewhere in our reality and in our bodies. So really knowing the right timing for things and knowing how to heal our reality, which is essentially an extension of who we are. So that can be finances, relationships, career, uh, our bodies, whatever it is that we're working on, when we're 
doing it at the right time then allows things to be more effective. Mm-hmm. More effective, right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. Better well, success and absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned and, you're going to, you're having an event uh, in LA soon. Tell us more about that. Oh yeah, so I I host like I said I do the online new moon and full moon and the solar meditation. So I do sun meditations and moon meditations, and I also do them in person at Liberate Hollywood. Uh, like I said, which is a it's a converted it used to be a sound recording studio, and they've converted it into a wellness center. And when I'm doing these moon meditations and these sun meditations, it's really powerful because it also works into our cells. And when, when the, the moon affects the bodies of, of the earth, like in the, in the waters, like we see it with the ebb and flow, but it also affects our bodies. So when we're doing these meditations, it's helping us to really transcend the astrology and then use it to activate the, the blessings and to activate the positive side that it offers. So these meditations I do, they're about, they're more like workshops where you can set your intentions to the schedule, because remember, it's about the timing. And when we're setting our intentions to the proper schedule, the, the ROI, the return of investment, is way more powerful. Because if we want to catch a train, we need to show up when it's leaving. It's the same thing. So I offer <laughs> right. guided meditations to help illuminate and to show people where the moon is occurring in their astrological chart because it's personal for everybody and what area they need to work on and clean up like you were speaking about earlier, Carol, and how they can create reality in their image, like to create the reality that they desire to advance whatever it is that they're working on professionally or privately. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, just give us your uh, website again. Yeah, so it's um, A-R-I-K-X-A-N-D-E-R dot com. Wonderful. Well, mm-hmm. I, I know you're in L.A. for a, a period now, and then you're traveling. So where do you live? Are you living in Europe now? No, I, I, I have two homes. I have one in Los Angeles and one in Europe in Bavaria, and oh. I'm going yeah, I'm teaching a class actually in Moscow in June. So I'm traveling. I travel around a lot, like wherever I'm invited to teach my unique proprietary system of astrology and astrology, which is the healing aspects of it. And so I'm here for a while for, you know, consultations and balancing. So I do healings and readings to help people just, you know, accomplish their goals and figure out the timing of their life. <laughs> Well said, Eric. Oh, thank you so much for sharing all this information. And Claire, wasn't that fun? It was, yes. You know, in fact, I was thinking, wouldn't it be great to have him back on when we're approaching summertime so that he can give us an update for that uh, season of the year? Oh, I'd be happy to because, like I said, we have the eclipses. Is, is, you know, that whole oh. summer season is starting off with the bang. <laughs> oh, yes, that'd be lots yeah. of fun. Okay, good. That's a date then. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us and for sharing all this information. Oh, it's been a pleasure. And I really appreciate, you know, the, the curiosity and also how it's, I, I hope it's helped some people to really see how they can see things in a new way and, and advance their film career. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
That's mm-hmm. what it's all about, to make life easier and to uh, expand your knowledge. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Eric. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank okay. you. Take care. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye for now. All right. Okay, bye, everybody. All right, bye. Bye. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's David, R-A-I-K-L-E-N dot com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to The Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone.